right, guys, welcome to a brand new episode of SideQuest Podcast. Listen in and level up. I have a great episode for you today, but first, as always, let's get through the show notes. If you're not following the Facebook page, head over to Facebook, type SideQuest Fitness into the search bar and like the page. There, you're going to get updates on podcast episodes, articles when they get posted, and you're going to get a brand new taco recipe every Tuesday for Taco Camp. Uh, plus lots of other shenanigans and nerd talk throughout the week. So make sure you head over to Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram. My handle is SideQuestFM. If you want to see some cool videos and random stuff on Instagram as well, you can follow me on Instagram, same handle, SideQuestFM, or follow me on Snapchat, SideQuestFit. Follow me there. Send me your questions. Uh, I want to get all the questions from you, help you as much as I can on your fitness journey or your journey in life, whatever it may be. But head over to Snapchat, SideQuest Fit, follow me there. You get a little more personal, in-depth look at the shenanigans I get into throughout uh, every day. Uh, But I do love getting questions from the community, so please send them out to me. If you have not left a review for the podcast, please head over to iTunes. If you're not listening on iTunes and you listen on SoundCloud or Stitcher, leave a review there as well. When you leave reviews, it helps me move up the charts on the iTunes store so that more people can see and hear the amazing guests that I've had on and have on each and every single week. So make sure you head over there. And don't forget, if you haven't picked up your copy of The Seven Principles of Fat Loss, head over to sidequestfitness.com forward slash seven principles, and you can pick up your copy of The Seven Principles of Fat Loss. These are the same seven principles I follow each and every day and teach my clients to help them shred away more body fat, unlock heroic strength, and just look better naked. So if you want to unlock strength or just look better naked in the mirror, head over again, grab those seven principles of fat loss, and start following those today. What's up, guys? Welcome to the show. So over the last few months, you have heard me talking about my online clients, and you've heard from a few of my online clients as well about what they've done uh, on their fitness quest with me. With summer heading in, I am taking a few more clients on to help people get ready for summer, help you get ready for uh, bikini season or swimsuit season, or maybe this is your first time. Maybe you've decided that that's it. You want to get in shape, and you need someone to help you with your journey on your journey. You need a Gandalf uh, and a Samwise to guide you as you head into Frodo. And I am your Gandalf and Samwise all packed in to one. I am taking on a few more clients. If you are interested, head over to sidequestfitness.com slash coach and check out the page. You can apply there. You can find out more about what coaching entails and also see some of the amazing transformations that my clients have had while working with me. So head over to sidequestfitness.com slash coach and apply today. All right, guys, I have a great episode for you today. Uh, The intro here might sound a little uh, less awesome than it usually does. I'm recording uh, on the road and forgot, because sometimes I'm a big giant moron, to bring my uh, microphone with me. But I have a great guest for you today, the one and the only Carter Good of EnvisionBeingThin.com. Carter and I have a great time on the show. But more importantly, if you haven't checked it out, Carter is the first person to come on the show, and he's the first person in the first episode of SideQuest Podcast DLC. Bonus content, absolutely free to you as listeners, but you have to head over to SideQuestFitness.com slash DLC to pick it up and join and grab each week. I will have a 10 to 15 minute bonus episode where me and my guests nerd out on movies, video games wrestling, whatever it is they love and enjoy the most about life outside of fitness, we'll nerd out on that for 10 to 15 minutes. But that's bonus content that you can only get when you subscribe over at sidequestfitness.com slash DLC, and you can pick that up, get on the mailing list. It's absolutely free, and every Monday, along with the episode, you'll have the DLC come out to you, and you can listen on the website. So it will not be on iTunes. It will only be on the website. So you have to head over and check it out. Grab that free DLC. I'm not like EA. I'm not doing microtransactions. I'm not making you pay for it like other podcasts uh, on the internet would do. Absolutely free. 
sidequestfitness.com slash sidequestpodcastdlc. Now let me shut up and let's get into the show. Step up and you gotta get it fitness. Host Rob at the moment and the quest is you gotta check in and wreck it. You're breaking personal records and with the help of the guests you won't be guessing on the lessons. That's a plus five fears. Got a low key bamf right here. You wanna meet them, there's no better way to greet them than to strike a boss pose. Take a look into the mirror. Alright guys, welcome to the show. I have a great guest for you today. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. He's a listener of the show as well. Um, so that also makes me feel good that it's like I'm actually talking to someone who listens to the show. Um, so he knows what's up. I don't have to like tell him what goes on. Um, he probably knows the questions he's going to get asked for fun questions. So I might have to think of a, a few on the fly. Uh, but uh, he has a great, great story. Uh, and I've wanted to get him on for a while. He's a writer as well over at uh, Envision. Uh, let me make sure I get the name of the website right. Uh, you got this. EnvisionBeingThin.com. Yeah, there uh, it is. And he coaches and writes over there. Uh, but he does have a, a great story. He used to be uh, well over 300 pounds, uh, lost over 140 pounds, uh, and has kept that off uh, over time. Um, so anyone who has a story like that, I think, is well worth getting on the show. Um, so the one and the only Carter Good. Welcome <laughs> to SideQuest. Wow, hello. <laughs> Thank you very much, man. That was... That was awesome. The one and the only. I guess uh, I probably might be the only, like, sure, I'm not the only Carter Good, but still. Yeah, but you're the only good Carter Good. That's right. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I've never heard a, a play on or a joke on my name there. Yeah. My football sure coach always called Ever. me. My, co- my football coach always called me Carter Bad. And it was just, it was hilarious. <laughs> it was the funniest joke ever. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, you know, people used to just add a T in my name. Uh, and be like, hey, yo, fart low. And I'm like, really? <laughs> yes, you can add a T in the middle of my name and you can create the word <laughs> fart. You're so hilarious. You should probably go on the road as a stand-up comedian. <laughs> oh, man. People. Uh, so, Carter, I know your story, but for uh, those who, who don't and don't know you, uh, give us the TLDR. All right, the TLDR. Um, so... I guess it started in um, 2011. I was uh, a junior in high school, and that's whenever I was um, when I weighed. I got to 300 pounds. Like all my young adult life, like from or my young life to my young adult life, like from age 12 until 18, I was always heavier. But um, around age 16 and 17, that's whenever I really started uh, putting on weight, and eventually, like you said, I got to like 305 pounds. Um, I think that's the highest number I ever got to because I used to have a scale that like saved your weigh-ins. Um, and so that was like the highest weight. Um, I might have been higher than that, but that, that's what I go with. Uh, and so that's whenever I started my journey. And I started for like the most classic high school kid reason ever. Just I asked this girl out on a date or not to date to the homecoming dance junior year. I had a huge crush on her. Just totally shut me down. It was, it was just heartbreaking. So that, that's what got me started. And then, um, you know, after a couple of months, I just, I was one of those weird people that could just like keep suffering through it. Like whenever I started, it was just a t- so, like tons of cardio, super low calorie dieting, but I was just like one of those people that was weird and could just like suffer through it. And, um, yeah, along the way I just, I just kept losing weight. And then I started to like realize, Oh, holy crap, changing my body. I can do this. Um, and, you know, it was a struggle up and down, but eventually I got to my goal and, um, yeah, I've been able to maintain that, uh, since then, I so, guess there's like a lot, there's a lot that happens during the weight loss journey. That would just be a very long story, but essentially that's when it started and then lost the weight and now I'm here. <laughs> right. But that's what you, you write about is that journey. And that's what I'm here for. I read some of those and I, and I come up with some good questions, uh, to, to sort of talk about that journey. You know, I, Something I, I, I sort of talk to uh, some friends about sometimes, um, and actually I think I said it to you, I think we talked about this, that uh, you know you were over 300 pounds. I was never, like, I was never that, that, that large. I, was, I never weighed that mm-hmm. much. And, you know, I know, you know one of my former guests, two-time guests, Chuck Gross, was over 400 pounds and has lost over wow. 200 and kept that wow. off. Um, you know, and everyone has their reasons for why they do those things. And, you know, it's for me, I'm like, ah, you know, I weight like 208 pounds. Like I didn't feel that. <laughs> I didn't feel that big, but no. 
you know, I had sort of given myself this sort of tipping point and in my mind, somewhere in my mind, I was like, no, no, no. I'm like 190. I'm like 195. If I get five more pounds, all right, if I hit 200, then I have to get serious and lose some weight. Yeah. And then when I got on the scale and saw that I was over 200, it was like my earth, just, like my world completely shattered. Like the Death Star blew up my world. I'm like, all <laughs> on. Um, was that what the 300 pounds was like for you? Like what, what was your tipping point that really, I mean, and, and, and there is those events. Yeah. Like we all, listen, let's be honest. Any guy listening to this show right now, Nine times out of ten, the reasons you do oh, yeah. things in your life was for another girl. I started going oh, yeah. to like some things because of a high school crush. That's why I did some of the stuff in high school. Uh, mm-hmm. But like, was that your tipping point three hundred, or, or was it just that that rejected moment? I think you know. I I don't think that the weight um, necessarily was the thing because it's so crazy. Like I struggled with like gaining and losing weight, like trying to diet, like all all my life as a as a younger kid. Um, because whenever I played football, we had all these weigh-ins. So I was always trying to like hit the weigh-in so I could run the football. So it's really weird how my weight, like I was always a fat kid and I was, I was never super upset with it though. Uh, and my weight never really, I never really questioned my weight or anything, but I just remember that moment like distinctly, uh, whenever she shut me down. Cause normally I would just avoid it altogether just to avoid the rejection altogether. Right. Cause I knew it was going to come, but this was just that one time whenever I was just like, I'm just gonna go out and do it. And so I asked her and she was kind of being friendly with me already, but very much friend zone friendly, but I had no idea. I mean, I, I, I thought this, I thought she was in love with me. That's why I thought that meant. Well, you're and 16. You're 16. 16. Yeah, you're like, that's what every guy thinks. You, you love me. You're, you're 16. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so that, that was the first time. And it's, this is the first time I think I realized like, oh man, my weight kept me from dating this girl. And like looking back, like it was such a very, I think everyone gets started on their weight loss journey. You're making a big change a lot of the time for an external reason, like an external motivating reason. I think that's kind of where most people start. Um, but really, I mean, that really was like the cat, like the, like the, the catalyst to get everything moving, uh, was that moment. And I started just to think back, like, like being overweight, like, uh, like all the different times, like it's kind of been a disadvantage or has made life a little bit harder in certain situations. And, um, I was even getting to the point where, you know, whenever you get that heavy, I was, I was kind of struggling, um, not like with health issues because I was so young, but like, it's like weird. Like I'd walk up the stairs at school and I'd be at the top and I'd be like breathing really hard. And it just kind of got my mind turning and thinking about all these things and really wanting to make a change. Okay. All right. But yeah, that, that, that was really it. And the 300 number, um, I think that was really just, that's just never happened. That's like, it probably could have happened at 360, could have happened at 280. Um, but I do think it was something where I think I was, I was, just, I was getting higher and higher. Like, I think, um, I could, I would have just kept going. Okay. So that kind of brings up discussion that the, uh, my wife and I have had on and off for a little while. Uh, but and I, I will use this in the world of theater. So anyone who's listening, who's ever taken a theater class, you might understand this. If not, I'm going to, I'm going to dive into some secret knowledge of the theater world real quick. Uh, so there are really two sort of camps when it comes to figuring out how to, how to approach a character as an actor. Do you do it from the inside out? So you learn the character and what drives him, what motivates him. And then you you go from there and then once you have the costume on, you sort of are in character or do you do something where you start with like your body? How does the character move? What kind of clothes do they wear? What is it? How do they take up space? And then once you know how the outside looks, how the outside feels, then you know what moves on the inside. Do you think that your transformation was an inside out or an outside in? Oh, I think it was definitely an outside in uh, thinking about it because um, I kind of had that, Cause as I was going through my journey, it was almost, I mean, it really was an internal journey as well. Like more than just like a weight loss journey. Um, like a lot of things in my life were kind of changing during that moment. Cause I was realizing, cause I, I mean, I believe like to get like, like that heavy, there were some things, um, like for example, when my parents separated whenever I was 15 and it was kind of a big deal, um, where I lived because we live in a small community. And so like everyone knew about it and it was just kind of this whole like fiasco. And so, I just started remembering like, oh, wow, it's kind of funny how as soon as that happened, I started to really pack on weight. Um, and I just started, you know, just started to think about that stuff. And so I, I think definitely it was an outside in um, journey for me, I guess. Does that answer your question? Correctly? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's something. No, 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 there's no I don't think there's a wrong <laughs> answer to it. 
um, you know, it's a debate her and I have had, you know, sort of on, can you go outside in? And most of the guys I know, many of the guys in the industry that I know, that's exactly what they had. They had an outside yeah. in where they transform their bodies and they're like, oh my God, if I can do this, <laughs> then I can apply that same skill set to, to almost anything. And your life sort of changes after you, because you do feel more confident because you're like, oh, if, listen, if I can squat 200 pounds for 10 reps, I can totally go up to this girl and be like, yo, what up? Or like, yeah. I can totally start this business that I wanted to start. Or I can do this thing that I've always been scared of, like skydiving, whatever it is. Like, you can do that. But can you also do it from the inside out? And how does that look? Because I know the outside in. Exactly, yeah. I, I think, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's different just depending on the person and then depending on what it is exactly. But like, I feel like at least if you're just thinking strictly about fitness um, and like losing weight, I think it's something where like, I think it's easier to get started on the, I might be, I think I'm getting this right. I think it's easier to get started like, like on the outside, um, or be motivated on the outside, but then like in order to sustain it or to keep growing, um, or even like the sustaining period, uh, like once you lose weight, that's, that requires a lot more internal, um, drive and, um, evolution, I guess would be the word. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it does, and that's like that sort of ties in. So that question was sort of a lead up to to something about that you've written because I think what many people do is you have this sort of transformation or you have this idea, like you see a before and an after, and you think, oh my god, that's the transformation I want. But no mm-hmm. one tells you about all the stuff that person worked through. You just see the they were fat, now they're leaner. That's mm-hmm. what I want. But you had a lot of lessons you learned while losing over 140 pounds. So what were those lessons? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And um, I think it's – I think you realize – like one of the things I realized um, very quickly was that people will be like like proud. Like, like, like you said, they'll be wowed by your transformation, um, but they're not going to be the ones there uh, like every single day when you're like – you try, you're like trying to bite past like a, like a, like a urge to eat something. Like that was always my biggest issue was like, I just had food cravings that were just like crazy hard for me to stop. And so like, they're not there saying it's all right, Carter, you can keep going. You can keep going. Like that's all, that's all on you. And so something I learned was, um, I mean, I cannot remember the quote, but it's something like essentially like nobody really gives a shit about you. I don't know if that, that sounds horrible. Like basically how everyone thinks they're the star of their own movie and everyone around them is just a supporting cast. Um, yeah. whatever, like I forget where I heard that first, but that you, you kind of really internalize that, that and realize, um, more along the lines of like, everyone's really concerned just like about themselves and not that you have to be selfish, but you have to realize like what you're doing. It's, it's all on you. Like you can't keep waiting for other people to, um, keep feeding you compliments and, and motivation and all that. Like, you need to be the one who acts and takes action. Yeah, dude. It's like, it's like friggin' Zelda. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, you happen to be a sage and you totally could have the power, but you need me, lowly little Link, to roll up here <laughs> and handle all your dirty work. Do you know why? Because here's why, and I wrote this in something that will go somewhere. Um, no one's going to save you. You are your own hero. Mm-hmm. And either you choose to be the hero or you choose to be an NPC who rolls around and waits for someone to come save them. And then no one's going to save you because you took an arrow to the knee. Because uh, yeah. it's the only NPC <laughs> reference I can make. Uh, like you you have to be the one responsible. Um, and I think that that's why it is possible to do outside in. So you, you change. You see that you can change yeah. your body. And then you start to change yourself on the inside. You start to change. Your brain starts to change. But yes. you could also change yourself on the inside and find peace with yourself there. And then you go, you know what? If I can do that on the inside, I can do it with the outside. Um, exactly. Yeah. And, and I think, I think it's, I think that is also, I think that happens eventually, no matter what, even if you start inside out, I do though think that the inside out thing kind of gives you that little boost to realize, Oh, I can do this. Cause that yeah. like you, you realize you then that's when it kind of gets those things uh, moving like the internal uh, validation and motivation stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I know you said there were three things in that, and I know it was sort of an older article, but one of the things that you really wrote in there is something that I get asked all the time, and, and I think many of us, and I admit, I fall for it too, uh, or at least I did in the past. Uh, 
is thinking that you're going to look like the end result that you see mm-hmm. on Instagram or in, in a magazine. Um, what, how did you come to realize that? And what was it like when you realized that for yourself? Like whenever I realized like looking, I think I know which article you're talking about. And I think the the person I was looking up to was Steve, Steve Cook. Cook. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you had, whenever, you had, so whenever I like realized like I'm probably not going to be looking like Steve Cook. Yeah. That's, I'm going to be honest. Like that is something that I try to like whenever people come to me who have also lost weight and they're like in that position where they're right there when they're like, they're not really satisfied where they're with where they're at. Like they still want to get leaner or they like all that stuff, whatever. Um, that's something that I think was harder has been harder mentally than losing weight. Um, like physically losing weight. I mean, it was like, you know, you were hungry every once in a while you had to exercise all blah, blah, blah. But mentally, um, I probably have had some of the hardest times I've gone through and I still somewhat struggle with like to this day. Um, not as much as I was, but like once I lost weight, that's whenever I was really like struggling with body image and like self love. Like that's, um, actually, cause I went off to college and it was kind of like, I was never like seriously depressed, but it was like one of the more depressed depressed times of my life. Like I never, I didn't really make any friends in college, um, or anything. And I ended up moving out and just living in an apartment by myself for like a year and working and, and all this stuff. It was really because it's so weird how, because my idea of where I should have been like physically, um, wasn't like, I didn't achieve that. And so like, I almost didn't feel good enough. Like whenever I start to think about it again, and it's so weird how it's, you know, it's something that I wish there was like a very easy answer for it, but it's something that, you know, I, you just, you just have to work on. And I think what's helped me the most through that, um, has been internalizing my journey even more and focusing on, I have improved in this area personally, like, like making it a, a personal journey over a, how many likes can I get whenever I post this picture? Um, I think you really have to focus on rewarding yourself and being proud of yourself uh, without anyone else being a part of it. How are you proud of yourself then? Like probably my, for, for like, I, I mean, just I, like, like yeah. what, how do like, when you have those moments, cause you, you know, you're, you're a coach, you, you work online, you write as well. And there, man, there, listen, there are times I wake up and I don't want to write and I can't, and things don't come out and I have ideas, but then my fingers don't move the way I want them to move. And then my <laughs> brain doesn't move the way I want it to move. And, you know, you just want to sit there and veg out. And there are days like that in the gym where you're like, I just, I don't even want yeah. to be here. And that <laughs> happens in everything. But like, how do you, how do you take pride in what you've done? Like one of the things I do with clients is I tell them, you know, if they've lost like 20 pounds, I'm like, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a 20 pound dumbbell and I want you to hold it over your head. And I want you to realize that that weight you used to carry on you, you're now pushing it over your head. Now do some yeah. squats with it. Press with it. Yeah. Yeah. Pull with yeah. It. Know that you are literally pull, like celebrate that weight that you've lost. Um, so like, I don't know, like how, how do you do that? How do you find pride in, in yourself to keep you going when you have those moments? I, I think, uh, like trying to think back to, back to, um, when I was really struggling with it, you know, I think I started out by doing the very typical, like I must not be trying hard enough or, uh, or trying to be proud of myself, I guess. Um, like, are you talking about like in times whenever I was struggling to be proud of my results? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Like when you, like when, like, people would look at you and be like, damn dude. And you're like, cause you know, I, I've, I've had those moments. People are like, Oh my God, you look great. And you're like, well, you know, I don't look like this or I don't look like that. Or, you know, like how, like how, how did you get yourself back to be like, no, you know what? You're right. I do look great. Yeah. I think it was honestly, I think it was, it was a moment. It were, there were moments like this, um, because I have, I have a couple of close friends and I just remember every time that would happen, like they would like remind me of that. Uh, but I think it would even be something as, as simple as I think the more I would just get in my head about it, uh, I would eventually, and this probably isn't the most like psychologically correct <laughs> way to go about doing this. Maybe this is just totally wrong and I'm just a weirdo. But for me, it was always, I, I eventually got to the point where I would realize I was kind of being, I guess maybe selfish. I don't know if that's a good word, but, uh, it got to the point where I realized like there are so many other, there are so many people struggling for so many bigger and 
you know, more complex reasons than what I'm struggling with. Like, I'm, I'm glad like, and it makes me like, I realize how many people are struggling with their weight and, and how big of an epidemic it is, um, in like our culture and stuff. And I think that always just makes me think, Oh wow. Like I was able to do it and yeah. like, not to like brag and be like, well, like I could do it. You can't like, it's, it's one of those things, but, but it's like, I understand how hard it is. Um, like clearly it's a very difficult task where we live. In, and whenever I do that, like I realize, how could I be upset with, with what I've been able to accomplish based on where I was at? Um, so I think that's something where I just, I just like look around, like, uh, like look around, I guess, in my environment and just like see how like the world is now. And, and, and like the, the weight struggles that we have, like, especially like in America. And I just think, man, like this is serious. And I was able to overcome it. Um, and so that's how I kind of self-motivate myself. And that's kind of also what gets me amped up to help other people uh, at the same time. Yeah, no. And I, and I guess I think that's a good thing to do is, is to sort of realize, you know, hey, this is where I was. And like and even looking back at old pictures of yourself, like, you know what? Yeah. No, I've come I've come a long way. Um, and I think sort of reflecting on things uh, that that you've been through and, and being a little, you know, uh, being grateful that you put in the hard work and, and knowing that, you know, that was where I was and yeah, I still can grow and become different. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm a big fan of being cocky, like with yourself, like not, not like to other people, but like being proud of yourself. I am kind of a big fan of that. Uh, it's kind of like a Gary V thing. It's like the, um, I forget what he said. Cause I saw a quote by him and I have it saved and now I can't remember it, but it's just kind of like, he's very like, so, like cocky about himself. Like he is the best, like he's not putting yeah. anyone else down, but, like he's the best, like he knows he is, like he has to think that. And, and in my head, I think, I think that's can be a powerful mindset to have in situations like that. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so how, all right. So how do you, how, I, I like that. Cause I like that mindset. I, I, I think that, um, you know, one thing my dad taught me as, as a kid, which is kind of a double-edged sword, um, <laughs> is he was like, Robbie, you know, you, there will always be someone better, better than you. But what will define you and set you apart is how hard you work. And if you work more than that person, you can be, they may have more talent, but you mm-hmm. can best them if they don't put in the work. And, you know, you hear that when you're a little kid. I'm like, but dad, I don't care if they're better than me. Mm-hmm. I want to play basketball. Like you don't listen to those. Yeah. You don't think about yeah. them. Uh, and now that I got older, like it kind of makes sense. But, um, you know, it, for me, for a long time, it always made me feel like I wasn't good enough. Well, you know, I'm not as good as a person. I'm not as great as that person. Um, and it still creeps up. And a part of what I had to do in my journey to get out of that was to sort of create a, what you would call a false self sense of confidence. I didn't yeah. go Kanye. I didn't go full Kanye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I had to get myself out of that. So like I would look in the mirror and I was like, no, 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 no. You're Robbie motherfucking Farlow. If you want to go yeah. talk to a girl at the bar in college, you go talk to a girl at the bar in college. Yeah. Like, yeah. who's stopping you? You. Yeah. That's it. Um, and like those sort of things like sort of helped me get and uh, yeah. at least out of that uh, and gave me sometimes gave me the balls to do things I didn't think I could do. Um, do you like is that sort of what you're talking about? That like when those times come, like you kind of have to be like, no, 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 no. I'm Carter motherfucking good. I yeah. can do this. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think you just you just phrased it perfectly and I'm going to be using that uh going forward. I'm gonna say it's channeling your inner inner Kanye. Yeah. You don't have to protect your Kanye. You just have to have your own inner con- Kanye in, inside yeah. of you every once in a while. Like every once in a while you have to be the best. You have to think of yourself as the best. And I and I think that's I don't know, I think because I think everyone, you know, it's it goes back to that like you're kinda like the star in your own movie. Like uh it can be good and it can be bad, but like a little bit internally can be a good thing to like keep you going and keep you moving. No, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. And I think that I like, I like it you, in uh commune with your Kanye. inner Kanye Carter good yeah. on how to commune with your inner Kanye yeah. uh, and other random things. <laughs> uh, Carter, what have you, what have you discovered uh, on your, your journey and, and your, your quest of keeping off that 140 pounds um, that you would have never, even thought about when you started this journey? Um, let me think here. Like, would you say, uh, like in terms of like what it took to lose weight or what it like mentally or like what it takes to, uh, yeah. I mean mentally and then sort of like what you've discovered about yourself. Like what have you really learned? 
you know, that maybe, and it could be non-fitness related at, at, you know, as well. Like what have you learned that maybe you didn't expect to learn when you started after you got rejected and you were like, no, no, I'm going to do this. Like what, what have you learned? I think, so I think this is going to be a, a little bit of a cliche answer, maybe not. Um, but one thing I expected was whenever I lost weight, like I'm going to be like, everyone's gonna be like, Oh, look, this person is not like this person lost weight. And now I'm going to like, like I thought I would like have all the girls on me and everything and to be awesome. And what the, the worst thing about this was whenever I was in high school, like I had lost weight towards the end of high school. So the girls who kind of liked, liked my personality and they gotten to know me, um, as like fat Carter, uh, now we're kind of attracted to skinnier, <laughs> um, Carter. And so it was like the biggest ego boost ever. And like, I was like, Psh, and I was like, push. And so it was terrible. It was like the worst, it was like a n- nightmare scenario. Cause then whenever I went to college, I like, was like, I wasn't like strolling around, like looking at, like saying, look at that me, everyone. But I kind of almost expected it to be just like this thing where girls just walked up to me. People just like, were like, wow. But what they didn't realize is like, no one in college knew that I had lost weight. Like I was just like, I realized at that moment, like, wow, it doesn't like, I'm glad I lost weight. And obviously for many of the internal reasons we've talked about, but like, it's, it's not going to like dramatically change the way people interact with you, I guess. Cause I expected, it's almost like I expected everyone I walked up to, to like, know my story all of a sudden. So I lost all this weight and then just be like, wow, look at you, look at you and all that. And so, um, I guess that's one thing I learned. I, I realized maybe that's more of a negative thing I realized was that, um, like it's obviously a great thing to do and, and it's, um, I'm glad it happened and it's obviously improved my life, but it's, I think it's true. Like, I don't think that I don't think that changing your outward physical appearance is as like groundbreaking or uh, life changing as as it's made out to be. Maybe I don't know. It's like internally it is, but it's it's not like people are going to just like be amazed twenty four seven for the rest of your life every time like, you're walking around. I guess I don't know. I I, I understand the twenty four seven. You 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 got me on that. I, I it's a weird thing. Yeah, it's like a weird thing because it's hard to remember that mindset uh, because it was it's such like a it's kind of a strange mindset to have when you're losing weight. But you're kind of when you're losing weight, you're always getting compliments, and even afterwards, everyone's always complimenting you. And you get so used to it, and you just expect that all the time. Yeah. Um, then as I then I realized, oh well, that's not going to be there all the time, and it's. I, it, dude, it, it happens. I think it happens to everyone who sort of makes a change in, in some way. I mean, I have friends from college who are like, okay, I don't know who the fuck you are anymore. Farlow. Like, <laughs> I don't like, like my friend, my friend, Brian, like we, we were smoking cigars one night and he's like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to be honest with you. I had no idea that little Robbie Farlow had this in him. When that awkward ass ginger kid showed up to that first party, your freshman year, I was like, Oh, I'm going to have too much fun with this kid. I'm going to have way <laughs> too much fun with this gullible little freshman. And yeah. uh, you know, like he was like, "Dude, I I I don't know what you've done, but like I'm proud of you." And yeah. it sounds weird, but like you know, you you take pride in that in the people that you know, but if I were to like be around other people who would ne- like if I go to a, a fitness summit, I'm around or like a business summit, mm-hmm. people don't know my backstory. They just know that I'm there for that. Like they don't know all yeah. that stuff and they don't, they don't know you. You kind of expect people to, and then, you know, like you had in college, you were like, well, why aren't people coming up to me? Oh, right. Yeah. Cause you only know me for where I am now. Yeah. Um, but it brings up an excellent point. Cause I know you've written about this before. And it's something that I think a lot of people sort of think about. And one reason why a lot of people never make a change um, and never try to get into fitness or never decide to start writing that book that they've always thought about or had that idea or Mm -hmm. start painting or whatever it is that you want to do. You're afraid that you're going to lose yourself. You're afraid that you won't be the same person. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you yeah. have that fear when you started? And like, how do you help people realize that that fear is a little bit erroneous? Um, personally, I have, I, I haven't, I never really had that fear with losing weight. Um, I think that's similar to, I was recently reading, a, a um, Stephen Pressfield, that's his name, right? Who wrote, uh, Art of War, like, where he talks about like, or the war of art. Yeah. Not the art, yeah. war of art. Um, where he talks about the fear of success. Yeah. Like you're almost afraid to be successful um, because then like 
you're there and you, and you it's, it's so much easier. Like that's why people like are constantly self-sabotaging themselves. Um, because then they don't have to like actually live in what they're like dreaming about. Um, you know, honestly, I, I don't think I, I, I've ever personally had to deal with it with, or like had clients struggle with that yet. Cause I think that's something that really does come like after the fact, uh, like I think that self, um, analysis thing or like self-discovery thing comes maybe, maybe after the fact, like if, for example, like maybe there's a, there's a part, a part of losing weight or a part of achieving that goal that you, that wasn't as great as you thought it would be. Um, and so I don't know, I, I can't really think of, uh, where that's a big issue. Like when you're starting, um, or, or like what's keeping people from changing. I don't know. I guess maybe that's, that's an interesting, like, cause I can see what you're talking about, but like, I can't really think of a, a, a great example in my journey of, of that. Maybe if well, I thought you, about like but, when you, when you started coaching online, where, where, did you, or when you learned something new that, that could work for your business, but you were a little, you know, sort of taken aback by it, you know, maybe okay. you were a little skeptical of it. Like, were you afraid you would lose yourself, but by doing it, you discovered something about yourself. Cause I think that's one thing that like a lot of people really struggle with is they're like, well, what if I do lose 20 pounds? Like what, like what, what if I, what if I am not happy when I'm there? Or what if I realize I really didn't like myself? You know, like what, like, oh. what that, you know, like, what does that do? Like, cause I think that's one thing that a lot of people struggle with is they, they are afraid of success as Stephen Pressfield said, cause it's like, Oh God, will I be the same person? Like if I'm Elon Musk, when I'm poor, am I going to be Elon Musk? Who's like, okay, some dude in Germany totally just saved someone's life. I'm going to repair your car for no cost. Like, are you still going to be that person when you have all the money or are you going to be all right, I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna go to a Buffy reference because that's what I've been watching. Yeah, late, yeah. And, it, and it, this idea has sparked. Will you be Angelus with a soul, Angel with a soul, or will you be the hell bent demon Angelus who just wants to torture everyone and make their life miserable? Like, is it like will you go from good to bad, bad to good? What's gonna happen? Yeah, that's to- I totally get that, dude. And I think it's. I bet it's even. That's like a fear of the unknown kind yeah. of thing. And I think yeah. people are going to struggle with that in every single area of their life. Um, but I think it's also one of those things, like as soon as you're thinking about it, you have to realize like life is just constant. You're constantly evolving in life. Like it's it, whether you lose 20 pounds or not, like I think you're going to be a different person. Um, and that however long it would have taken, um, anyways. And I think it's, man, I, I think that's where it just, it's really important just to kind of like know what you stand for, I guess, or may know like what you value. Um, and to always like constantly remind yourself like why you're doing the things that you're doing perhaps. Um, but yeah, that's, that, that is a tough one because I think that's something that people are going to struggle with every decision they ever make ever with making a decision is that fear of, of, of not being the same person. Like whenever they decide to, you know, maybe change jobs or get a promotion, um, or, or anything outside of that, I think the best advice I have or because I would even give, give this to myself is just, you know, it's one of those things like even if you fail, it's not like you or, or not fail, but maybe if you like, I just don't think anything bad's going to happen necessarily, I guess would be, would be the same right. the thing. Yeah. Like it's going to, it's something like nothing is ever going to be as bad as you think. Uh, or, or I don't think it's ever going to be, uh, something that surprises you all of a sudden. Cause I think it's an evolution. Like as you're losing, like for the 20 pounds, for example, like whenever you're losing 20 pounds, like you, I think you evolve over time. Like you, the answers to your questions are, I think they start to become answered or, or like you start right. to realize those answers as you approach that. And then once you are 20 pounds leaner, you're in a different spot than you were before that, or you understand things or realize things that you didn't know then that were, that made you scared or uncertain. Right. Right. So. I mean, you know, hero's journey. Uh, yes, basically. Exactly. Um, and, and I think like, as you were talking about that, that's, that's, because thank you, Roman, and to basically everything else, Joseph Campbell and Jordan Peterson now. Uh, yes, like that sort of thing. That like what you fear the most, that's where the treasure is. Like yeah. that's where you have to go. That's what you care as, about. As, as 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 Ryan Holiday's book is, or you know, the title of it is "The Obstacle Is the Way." Like the mm-hmm. obstacle is the way you need to go. Like yeah. you need to get over that. You can't just avoid it. And mm-hmm. that's that's you know we avoid so many things. Um. I don't know. I just, I, I read while reading through some things, that was a question that popped out. 
uh, and I wanted to, to chat about. But let's let's get to some fun stuff. Here we go. We got some fun <laughs> ones. I'm gonna switch it up because I know you know a couple of these that are coming. Carter, what song is on your playlist that you would shamefully admit to others you listen to? Like your work shamefully, yep. shamefully mix. They're shamefully admit. I'm gonna have to say, man. All right, I don't know what. This is a cliche answer because you hear it all the time. So it's almost like even not even shameful anymore. But Justin Bieber's like newer song. Uh, um, here's my thing is I'm so terrible with music titles because I'm listening to shuffle all the time. But yeah. I know this one always comes on. It's the Justin Bieber's newest song. Uh, oh, shoot. People are going to know that this is like as soon as I'm talking about it, because I feel like this is always the answer to this question on like any other podcast or any other YouTube video. It's like a. um Shoot, I don't know, but Justin Bieber in general, like his newer stuff, I'm all I'm all for it, and I'm always, I don't know, I dig it. That's really it, though. I'm, I guess maybe the other thing, I don't think this is embarrassing, but I am a huge fan of bluegrass, dude. Nothing like any any bluegrass, and so so yeah, so I think people who are like, yeah, I guess you're from are you North Carolina, right? Yeah, yeah, grew up, yeah, dude. I'm yes. I'm like an hour north of where the Avett brothers are from, so I'm just dude. Like, I love the Avett brothers. Yeah, I love them. I love the Avett brothers. See, so. Some people, whenever I like, so in my culture, it's all about like, like hip hop and rap, which I like too. But like, so anytime, like, it's my turn to plug in the aux cord, the, the, the moment of truth when you, it's your turn to play your song, you, you plug yeah. in the aux cord. I play a Avett Brothers song, and everyone's like, what the heck are you listening to? So, yeah. but that's just, I think it just depends on what circle you're in, but. I think I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty good. I don't have any too many dirty pleasures, but I would say that depending on what circle I'm in, it's maybe that's the dirty pleasure, like the like banjo, like violin, mandolin stuff, bluegrass. I'm into it. All right, all right, Carter. Where would you go in a time machine? You could go anywhere. I'll be honest. I think I would go. I thought about this. Yeah, I've been thinking about this question because each time I think about where I want to go, I realize that's definitely. Cause I try to take such a logical approach to it, which I probably shouldn't do. Like I was thinking like, <laughs> I would love to go watch like a Vikings battle. And then I realized like three seconds, like, like, a, like watch like a Vikings, um, like something, some Ragnar like pillage. And then I realized, I probably realized three seconds in, this was a terrible idea. Why am I here right now? This is the <laughs> worst decision I have ever made. Um, I I'm think it would be cool. I'm to- watching people being raped and pillaged. <laughs> this is why, why, why did I want to see this? Well, I think this would be cool. It's like, cause I'm a big, I'm big Dr. Who fan. And so whenever they're like, I always think it'll always just be like Dr. Who whenever I go somewhere. Oh, this is cool. But then I'm, I realize it would not be like that. It'd be terrifying. But I guess if I would answer this question, I I'd probably say, I think it would be cool to sit in on whenever they were creating the, like, whenever they were creating the declaration of independence, I don't know. That sounds kind of weird. Just like, that'd be cool. That'd be like a, cause it's a safe environment, but it would just be all these like, like all these people that you like are throughout history, like, like coming together and like you would get to see it happening. I think that'd be really cool. So I would say that. All right. All right. If you could write a note to your younger self, what would you say in only two words? Oh man. Okay. I would say this is cheesy. Be you. I think. Why Cause I think you? that's, I, because I think that's one thing that, I struggle with the most is especially after losing weight is the like, external validation and how others are perceiving me. And oftentimes it's led me to do things that I probably wouldn't say are me really being me. Like I, I really struggled with that and then like being a people pleaser. And so there's any, like, I don't know. I feel like that's parts of my life where I wish I would have maybe stood up for myself more or made a decision because I knew it was true to me. And so I think that's what I would write. Where, where have you seen that like sort of pop up the most? Has that been in, in how you write and how you create content? Cause I know you do video as well. Um, or is that just a sort of a, a personal thing where like you get around certain people and, and you're not you, you sort of become what they want you to be. I think that's it right there. I think it's just me in general, because I've always been a big people pleaser and I've, I'm actually, and I'm one of those people that's really good at being a people pleaser. Like I can, like, I really, I hate for people not to like me. Um, and so I will change like on a whim change no matter what. And so that's one area, but that's like a, obviously that's not a realistic way to live because you're always, there's always going to be someone who doesn't like the way you think about something or, you know, there'll always be conflict. Um, and so 
but yeah, I would say that's probably it's, it's something just in my life in general. Okay. Just trying to be people pleaser. So, so to thine own self be true. Um, yeah. Yeah. Trying, even if it, even if it's going to upset some people, because you have to realize I, I've been hearing a lot recently, which is why it's on my mind is like, even if you upset somebody like, or someone disagrees with you, there are going to be many other people who do agree with you and who respect you and, and like what you have to say. And so. I, I think that's, I think that is a struggle. A lot of people deal with, um, and that we are all sort of in some ways trying to like kowtow to everyone and, and make everyone happy and, and forget that like, you know, yeah, some people have opinions and they're stupid and they're awful and they're horrible. But yeah. you know, like I don't know. I someone's going to listen to this and think, "Oh God, he's going political." Nope, not going yeah, political no. <laughs> in any way. Um, but you know, I mean, I don't know how many times I've said something and my wife is like, "Okay, that was really dumb. Like you're just mm-hmm. stupid." Yeah, um, but saying stupid things and getting those. It allows you to realize, okay, yes, I am stupid. Um, well, yeah, I was going to say, so you're a big Jordan Peterson guy. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I've been a Sam Harris fan. I'm a big Sam Harris fan. So whenever they had their uh, podcast recently, like, you mean, my friends are all Sam Harris fans too. Like it was like a real big struggle because they couldn't, they had like a block where they both had this different definitions of the word truth. Of the, of the word and truth, it, right. And they couldn't get through it. And so that like I started listening, like realizing that more and more. And I think what's, I think it's okay to have different opinions on things. I think what people lack and obviously we don't want to get nothing, nothing political, but what's missing with people having opinions is the ability to have um, humility or being willing to change their opinions or listen to others, um, you know, in light of new information or, uh, or by hearing things differently. You know, I think that's where people, like, I think it's okay to have your own opinion and you should express it, but you should also be willing to like change it at some point. Cause I think a lot of people get married to their ideas. And then even if they don't believe it anymore, they're just so stubborn, um, that they don't want to like say they're wrong. They don't want to be wrong about something. Right. Well, but think about that. in I mean, in the terms of, of, of fitness, I mean, I've had clients come to me and they're like, I've been doing this, I've been doing that. I'm like, nah, you've been doing it wrong, bro. Yeah, but they mm-hmm. think they're like they think they're doing all the right things, and and even even in my business, I'm yeah. like I'm doing the right things, right? I'm doing the right. Yeah, no, I'm not <laughs> doing the right things. Um, and someone objective has to come in and give you that, and you have to have the humility. You're That's right it, yeah. to be like, you know what? Look, I'm not doing it right. Let me try this other thing. Let me really try it and see. And I think that was the one thing about because I started to listen to it, and then like ha- I got like halfway through it. And I was like, guys, are we really getting caught up on the word truth? Because all you have to say is that, Jordan, you view truth as, yes, there are scientific truths, but there are other truths that at least now in our lives, we cannot prove. In a hundred years, they may, but for now we have to believe, we have the stories and our myths that have come up with us that give us beliefs that help us through these things. Sam? Mm -hmm. That's all he's saying. If you like fucking Star Wars, Sam Harris, then you can't talk about literal truth. And don't tell me that a lightsaber isn't physically possible because I don't want to hear it, Sammy. Yeah. I yeah, want a real yeah. lightsaber. Um, yeah. And then, like, I think that was sort of where they got caught up on that. And that, yes, mm-hmm. there are scientific truths, but even the scientific truths we have today may not be the scientific truths exactly. 100 years from now. Because a hundred years ago, people were like, "Oh, okay, I'm going to taste your urine to see what kind of sickness yeah. you have." Or, "Hey, George Washington, I know you're suffering, but let's let you bleed out. We're going to let you bleed." Out. Like that's why people didn't want to go to the doctor because they're like, "You go yeah. to the doctor and you die." That's what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that's that's, and I think that's it's really just the lack. It's 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 a lack of information in some areas. Like I like your fitness example. Like you can believe something is 100% true. And then as soon as you're presented with something, you either accept it and, and morph your idea or, or change your opinion of it and under adapt to it, or you just dismiss it and say, it's not, not true or just because you're being stubborn. So I think people, that's, that's the one area that really needs to, is really important is to be able so to change, be willing. Let's, let's, let's sort of stay in, in the fitness vein and, and, and people that are listening, I, I know you guys have heard this before and you've heard these debates, like you've heard them, you read about them. I still get questions on them. Fasted cardio, non-fasted cardio. What is better? Mm-hmm. 
whichever one you want to do, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Like it's science has shown that. Oh, carbs are bad for you. You shouldn't have carbs. No, you can do it. Like, yeah. so what, what is there in the, like, is there a truth in the fitness industry right now, or that has been going around for a long time that maybe needs to be reexamined? Maybe it's not the whole truth. Is there one that sort of sticks out to you? Um, I think, you know, I think it's really just a, a general, because I think the, obviously the research driven, like science driven part of fitness is beginning a lot, really popular with like Alan Aragon getting more popular, Lyle McDonald, and then even like the exercise physiology stuff is getting really popular. Something I've always been really into is like, let's say that doing this, like doing fasted cardio, that's a bad example. Cause people know it's not that big of a difference. Like let's say lifting this much volume is better than lifting this much volume. Um, you will get more muscle gains. Therefore you should do that. But then I just come back to always thinking like, well, what is like the realistic, like over the long term benefit of doing that? Like, I don't know, like, even if it does have a, a benefit, like, I, I, I don't know, like, is the benefit really that, is it really worth it? Like, is, is it really, is it worth it to do that to, um, and so I think something that's needs to get fixed. I think it, I think we need to have much more movement towards like finding things that you can do consistently. And that's something I've been shifting to. Cause I used to be really hard. I'm still, I mean, obviously I'm still very much into like strength training and that's what I want my clients to do. And I recommend a lot, especially for people losing weight. Um, but I'm also like a big component of, you know, doing some, doing anything that you enjoy. And yeah. even with eating, like I, I know people that like going low carb, uh, not, and I've tried to convince them a hundred times, like, yeah, you're losing weight, and that's that totally works. Um, the reason you're losing weight is probably because you're also in a calorie deficit. Like you're also eating less food. It's not just because you're not eating carbs, but and and they even know that. But they like eating like whenever they're eating lower carbs, and they're and they enjoy it, and they can sustain it. Like I couldn't, but they can. Like I'm not going to stop them from doing that. Like even if it's not the most optimal for maybe performance in the gym or whatever. Like I don't know. I just think there are things like that, that should be like, they shouldn't be castrated or whatever, like shunned upon because of their approach to doing things that's worked for them. Um, I guess, I don't know. No, that I, think makes sense. Yeah. I, I think that's, you know, I, I had a call with a guy uh, a little while ago and he was like, you know, I just, I feel so confused. I don't know what to do because there's a million different things that everyone says you should do. And I think, and and I and I admit this as a writer. I know I create content and I write things, and someone might read it and go, "Robbie, you are no better than everyone else in the world because you're writing this about some shoulder exercise and you're writing this about some leg exercise." Yeah. And when it really comes down to it, is that there are five like eh, well, we'll go six movements because I do yeah. like anti rotational movements: squat, hinge, push, pull, weighted carries, and some sort of anti rotational movement like mm-hmm. a pallet press. Um, that's, I just really like that because a lot of problems happen, like injuries tend to happen when you get rotated and you're having to fight rotation or, or you're trying to do some sort of rotational movement. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like adding that in as a six, but within a squat, well, you could do Bulgarian squats. You could do barbell yep. squats, goblet squats. If you don't like squatting, you can leg press. It's basically the same sort of motion. Like, yeah, there are all these other things. Oh, and a push. Yeah. You could do an overhead press. And you could do a wide press. You could do a one-arm dumbbell. Like there's all these different things you can do. Yes. But hammering those basics is what matters. Hands down. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It just reminded me of like what I think is the biggest thing. I think there are just, I think there are a few truths that you just kind of are true no matter what. Um, But then how you go about getting, like there are certain things that are true or like certain finish lines or whatever, I guess, but how you get there doesn't matter as much. Like when you're in the gym, obviously you want to be progressing, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you, there are thousands and thousands of ways to do that. Whenever right. you're dieting, you know, there are, I think everyone knows you have to be in an energy deficit right. um, in some way. Now, obviously that can, some people they're counting calories. Some people are watching portions. Some people are like going lower carb. Like, I think if it's something that you're, you're following, like the, like the basic truth of how, how it's done, like how you lose weight or how you lose muscle or make improvements, I think at that point, it's really just about deciding, finding things that you can do that will keep you going. And I think that's something that's missing because I think everyone online, at least, uh, is or is always looking for the best thing to do. Like, what's the most scientifically most best way to lift a dumbbell or you know eat a 
piece of fruit. Like, I don't know. And so it's, I think what matters is like knowing the basic truths and then just doing what you want to do with that truth. Like, you know what you need to do. Um, find that some, find a way to do that in the most enjoyable way possible for yourself. So, yeah, dude, I, I, I agree. And I think that was what was why I, I just, I couldn't finish that podcast with, Jordan Peterson and, and Sam Harris. Cause I was like, yeah, yeah we're, we're okay. I don't think either person is going to say gravity doesn't exist. Like we're not talking about that kind of truth. Yeah. And I think what like, like it, you know, it, there was a whole lot of stuff, you know, a few years ago in fitness and like, Oh, curls are stupid or this is dumb and don't yeah. do this. And don't, and I'm like, all right, look, should you strength always number one, get stronger. Yes. I don't care what your age is. If you go from a 15 pound dumbbell goblet squat to a 20 pound dumbbell goblet squat, you're getting stronger. Keep moving Mm -hmm. up in that weight. You know, always train for strength above all. And then at the end of your workout, rep out some curls. I like, Mm -hmm. I will throw curls in on like, if they're like, listen, man, I want some big arms. And I know, and my clients are coming to me for things. I know what to program them. I know what they need. I'll throw in some curls at the end. I'll throw in what I like to call swoltalities, which are like finishers. Mm. Um, really, I just, I really, I really wish I could just come in like swoltality, finish him, swoltality. Um, you know, so like maybe you get a little pump action on because you want to feel that pump. A yeah. lot of women they want to sweat. If they don't sweat, they don't feel like yes. they had a good workout. Exactly. Yep. And it doesn't like you. No, you don't need to be sore every workout. But you want to feel like you've worked out. I understand that. I understand that. And I think those yeah. are just like there are basic truths that like, yes, chin-ups will probably help you build bigger biceps, but they're not as fun as repping out bicep curls exactly. and looking at your arms. Yeah. Unless and it's hit your, yeah. mm-hmm. hit your hit hit your chin-ups, do the big stuff, have fun with the small stuff. Exactly. I think unless it's negatively affecting your progress, which I mean that's I think I don't understand. There's no reason not to do something that you enjoy. That's what I think. Like, and right. I mean, what's, and what's really going to negatively affect your results? Like if it's lifting, I don't really know, especially for people who aren't like trying to jump on a stage and, right, you know, exactly. maximize like their, because everyone's so different. Like that's another thing. And so for what most people want, like all these, all this different information, like I don't, I don't care if the front squat is maybe does a little bit more than, the back squat and some things like maybe do both of them. Maybe not. It doesn't like, what are you trying to achieve? Like you really just want to be healthy. You want to feel strong. You want to look a little bit better and like all the benefits of lifting weights. And so why not just have fun with it while you're doing it? Like it's, I don't yeah, dude, I, I, I totally, totally agree. Um, you know, my, my programming is very different than a lot of people and that's just how I do it. Cause I want people to have fun. I try to gamify it with the boss battles and whatnot. Yeah. And you Dude, know, I've been like, seeing that. You're like, you're making me want to up my game because I am, I guess, I don't, this isn't a good thing to say. I'll just say it because it's true. Like, I'm a little, with my personal training, I'm real boring. Like, I, I kind of like to be very boring and basic in what I do just because I'm, that's just what I like to do. I like to have control over variables. Yeah. So that's how I personally like, and that's normally what I do with clients. But one thing I've noticed is once I, I that's why I really like to work with people one-on-one um, in terms of program design because that's like after, you know, a cycle of doing what I would have them do. I ask, what was your favorite thing about this workout? And then they'll tell me. And so then, you know, you start saying, well, would you want to do more of that? Like, I'm very, like, I encourage a lot. Like, tell me if you hate an exercise. Cause if you hate an exercise, you do not have to do it. Oh, like it's yeah, not yeah. Endless, like, oh, don't do that exercise, but there are, there are so many other ways to do that exercise. And so that's something right. like, I don't want, I don't want this exercise to stop you from going to the gym because right. you don't want to do that exercise. Like that's ridiculous. So that's something that, um, like I was never like that. Like I'll do anything if I think it's important. Um, but I, that's something I've been changing to that I think is really important to do. Like something that people don't talk about enough is just, you you should be doing what you enjoy. Right. So. Right. And, and like, I, I will say, I know this for a fact. If you sit at a computer desk, there are two muscle groups. I'm going to hammer on you probably more than anything. You're going to do a lot of rear delt work and upper back mm-hmm. work because you want to improve that posture. So you, you're not hunched over. It's going to help you. Your posture is going to come up. You're going to feel that confidence because your chest is able to move up. You're going to breathe better. And I'm probably more than likely totally 
Yeah, yeah, 100% going to blow your ass up. And not like Taco yes, Bell blow your yep. ass up. Like you're going to do some hamstring. There's going to be some sort of glute movement in every sort of workout because you sit on your ass, you kill those mm-hmm. muscles, um, and all the big stuff you want to do, those are going to help you feel a lot better. Your posture is going to get better from it. Your overall health is going to get better from it. Um, you know, and if you're a dude, one, it's guys, free. Guys, I'm – I'm going like, to come out and say this. Guys, guys. I think have, every guy would. Uh, yeah. yeah. Every guy wants a good ass. Every guy wants to have an ass. That's good to look at. Every guy wants to say it. Every guy wants to have a good ass. A great ass. Exactly. Like, I, we, exactly. We can talk about guns and chest all we want. But there is. Listen, I've, I've had some implements and I've had some women. I had a 40-year-old woman. I shit you not, Carter. I'm at a friend's birthday party. And I walk up and I'm in like my tailored suit pants because I was well, this is when I was working at a, at a corporate job and I walk in I grab a beer I say hey what's up and the next thing I know I literally just felt two hands on the back of my ass and she lifted me off the ground dude she lifted me up and like I hit and turned around and she was like you have a nice ass and I'm like and she walks off and I'm like I'm training that booty for the rest of my life that's it exactly that's, like if a, girl dude, that's, comes that, up, if a girl comes up and grabs your arms and is like great arms you were gonna rep the fuck out of curls yes, for the rest of your life <laughs> dude i'm totally i'm totally with you on that yeah. absolutely and it, you know it, it uh it it helps in I so think it's many i think it's yeah. i think it's a thing like you have a if you have a big big ass a big muscular ass like you're you look like you're ready to like charge an animal like you're ready to like sprint right like it's, it's a Right, it's, it's, shows, a, yeah, it's a whole it's a, thing. I'm, I'm sign, all for it. Sign of strength, but it also, especially if you enjoy to do running, some of my clients do. It's important to have strong glutes, which many runners overlook. And you, something I'm, I'm actually writing about, and a lot of like lateral movement. I also love lateral movement. My clients hate me for that, but I do <laughs> love lateral movement. Um, so we're we're nearing an hour. Um, so we'll we'll close down with a, with. Uh, one more question of sort of what we've been talking about, and then I'll let you you round it out. Carter, what's like one of the most important values that you try to display to your readers and clients? I think that I would I would say that I'm I'm going to stick with fitness on this one, just because this is one thing that I wanted to definitely say. Um, I think that it's I think one thing that people get afraid of um, when they're when they're starting out is like the amount of like not knowing what to do um, or, or feeling like, like they can't sustain what they're doing forever. And I think that people get ahead of themselves when they, when they start thinking that way. Uh, I'm actually a strong believer that uh, you go from one extreme to the other before you can know what is like a moderate approach to fitness. Yes. Like, yes. like everyone's always like afraid, like, like after two weeks of doing it, they're like, this is crazy. I have to do this for eight more, like, or for, for the rest of my life. No way. And that's when they quit. Cause they think this is too hard. I think it's like, that's how life is with anything. Like it starts out very, like there's all this information and even with losing weight, like for me to lose weight, I, I know that like I went from one extreme to the other and that, and that's what I had to do. Um, but if I wouldn't have gone to that other extreme, at least for a temporary time, I would have not known what I needed to do to be able to maintain or, or sustain my progress and, and learn. So I think that's something that, I think it's okay in the beginning to embrace like, tr- like, you know, being a little over a little obsessive about like your food intake or your, or your working out in the beginning, like, um, just because it's, what's going to teach you and you're going to learn a lot during that period. Um, and then once you have that knowledge, you can start like scaling it back, I guess. Like, I think that's something that that's what holds people back. Like they're afraid that it's always going to be as hard as it is in that moment. I think it's better just to think, you know, yeah, it's hard right now, but that's mostly just because you're not used to it or, or you're, it's just something that's, there's a lot of stuff you don't know. Um, and just understand that and kind of embrace it. Uh, and then know that like over time it gets easier and you know, you can start, you'll be able to start scaling stuff back once you learn like what's important and what works for you and what doesn't. Yeah. I think that's a huge thing. I think all of us, every human being, we think that that moment, that day, everything is going to be like it is forever. Uh, and we forget that time moves, time changes, we change, we evolve, uh, we find different people. And, it, and it's hard to do because we are so focused on the, I don't want to say the now, but we're just focused on the immediate guttural reactions that sort of happen uh, and the yeah. emotions of, of that moment. And we only think about that moment. Um, yeah. It's a very, very good point. Carter, if people want to know more about you and they want to find you online, where can they find you online? 
Uh, yeah. So like you said earlier, my um, website where I write, um, have a bunch of information is envisionbeingthin.com. And then on social media, I'm actually just Carter Good on everything on Instagram. Um, I spend most of my time on Instagram, uh, Snapchat, um, Facebook, and then my website. That's, that's really mostly right now. I'm, obviously, I'm, I'm actually starting to ramp up my YouTube videos more. Um, I kind of like have created this video series that's going to force me to, to start putting out more videos. Um, but you, if you type in Carter Good, you'll find me on pretty much any social platform. Gotcha. Uh, and that is G-O-O-D. So there's no E. Yes. No, 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 someone, someone it's the adjective. It. Yeah, it's the Good adjective. Like the adjective. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Carter, thank you so much for, for coming on, guys. I'll have all these show notes as well. SideQuestFitness.com. You can find it at slash Carter Good or just SideQuestFitness.com slash podcast. Scroll down and find the episode uh, with Carter. So, Carter, I want to thank you so much for coming on, man. Dude, thanks for having me. Step up and you gotta get it fitness. Host Rob at the moment and the quest is you gotta check in and wreck it. You're breaking personal records and with the help of the guests you won't be guessing on the lessons. That's a plus five fierce. Got a low key bamf right here. You wanna meet him? There's no better way to greet him than to strike a boss pose. Take a look into the mirror.